Howdy, y'all. My name's Jimmy Watts, and we are in session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. So the first song that we played, what uh, what song was that that you brought in for us, Jimmy? Uh, Tennessee Ernie Ford song, um, 16 Tons. Okay, and what made you want to play that song? Um, man, I was actually just, uh, I, I couldn't think anything else to play right off the bat, and I'm kinda, I was kind of nervous. Sure. So uh, I just, you know, just kicked it off with that one. It, was, you know, gets me in the groove a little bit. I kind of close my eyes and just chill out. Awesome. So, thanks for coming in, Jimmy. I know you you live out in Bastrop. It's a little bit of a drive, and uh, we appreciate you making the trick. And plus, I just really want to get you back in here. Just so I can tell people how we met. Uh, we met through my good friend, Walker, who I just talked to last night. I was going to tell you, Jimmy. I, he told me to tell you hi just uh, a minute ago. Matter you talked to him? Yeah. Did, you tell, did you say, hey, I'm coming in to do his podcast? Mm-hmm. You better tune in. Mm-hmm. All right, shout out to Walker. Hey, man. Sarah, What's up, Walker? 
Yeah, sorry I missed you guys when you were in town. I felt bad about that, but he's such a cool dude. And también. Uh, anyway, so Walker introduced me because Walker had played with my good friend Clay McClinton, and uh, he plays fiddle. And I was getting my studio, Jackrabbit Sound Shack, going, and he was trying to help me out. And he's like, "Hey, man, I play in this this band. It's really cool. They're kind of like a honky tonk, uh, Jimmy Watts band, Jimmy Watts Brothers band at the time because you were playing with your brother, correct?" Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, well, yeah, it was the Watts Brothers Band. But you know what? Jimmy Watts Brothers Band would have been a cool name too. <laughs> okay, so so the CD that you guys cut here at Jackrabbit Soundcheck was called the Watts Brothers Band. Yep, yep. Okay, now I feel even worse because that I did mess that up. No, no, no. Cause that's awesome. That's awesome. I actually like that. Uh, little Jimmy Watts's Big Brothers. Band, some band, <laughs> and, and the holding it. company, and yeah. the holding company. There you go, <laughs> oh, the number four holding company. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so yes, I met you through Walker. You guys were about to do a little tour stretch, and you needed to cut a like EP, like demo sort of record. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a little. Uh, what what do we put on there? Five or six songs, something like that. Yeah, it was like Oxblood Floors, Matagorda Bay. Uh, Laura Green, Laura Green, and like one or two others, all great tunes. If if you guys who are tuning in haven't heard that record, can they find that somewhere? Is that available? Shoot, man, I got a in the I got a dresser drawer. It's in somewhere probably. I don't know. I have to go look for it, man. We had a big old box of them, and we were trying to sell them. And I just, I am a whore. You just give them away. Man. I love capitalism, but I'm a horrible capitalist because I just give this stuff away. <laughs> I'm the same uh, way. Yeah. And yeah, uh, uh, I, I think maybe um, you could go to uh, YouTube. That's probably your best bet. Um, <laughs> Reverb Nation, I think, has got some stuff on there. I hadn't been on that side Those in a while. Those that you guys did here? I think so, man. I think, I think the, um, uh, my buddy Adam... Adam Forrester, I think he uh, uploaded a bunch of stuff. I have to double check on that. I'm I need a manager or something. I guess I think you I do. I think you do. If anybody's out there is a manager, and you know, Word. can help him out. Yeah, we need we need social media people for our show. Yeah, so if anybody do. out there is a social media expert, please contact Tell us. Tell me where to play, and I will play my guitar and I will sing and start your tweeting. Yeah, <laughs> Twitter. Tell me where. So the stuff you have on YouTube, is it uh, the records that you recorded here, or is it more like live show recording kind of stuff? Live shows, live shows. Okay. Got a lot of stuff with the, just, it's a trio that I play with right now, and uh -huh. then... Um, so is it like you on vocals and guitar, bass, and then drums? Uh, that's correct, that's okay. correct. Yeah. Cool. So I saw a video, though, online that was, there was like a, a girl in the band, I swear it was like mandolin or banjo Man, or that was the old band, and we... We, man, we played for, I don't know, three or four years. Uh, I was talking to, uh, her name's Jill, Jill Bates. That was an old video that I saw? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought that was a newer video. No, man, um, she is an unbelievable songwriter. She's brilliant. Um, she's beautiful. Uh, we played in a five-piece. We had a mandolin. We had Walker. Um, Walker wasn't in this video. No, he wasn't? No. Man, I don't. I'm not sure what what video was, but dude, we. I was like, man, he's got this new band, and they sound pretty slick. Golly. So that's why I like called you up. I was like, we gotta get the bud. But you're a trio now. Yeah, yeah. I just play with a, a it's drummer. The same guys. Yeah. Um. No. No. Different guys. Um. I play with a fellow named David Johnson. He plays a bass. Uh. Dude's awesome. 
I'm so off on this. Oh, thanks. no, 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 no. And then, and then uh, uh, I play with another fellow, Pete Lanes, uh, Pete the Beat. Um, these guys play with all kinds of awesome musicians. Um, I really think you only need a trio, but I thought it was cool having the extra, you know, dude, instruments. Missing. I mean, I love mandolin and banjo and oh, pedal steel. Dude, you need to have pedal steel. I was steel. talking that stuff to, can add a lot to the arrangement for sure. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, fiddle. I, I guess. We all we all love instant gratification, and there's right. just something about playing in a, in a band like that that's solid together. So you know, a few years we were playing, man, two or three times a week, and it was starting to get ridiculous because that's and we we have day jobs, we got freaking lives and yeah. family and stuff, and it just it don't it it don't work like that. You love the music so much, so you get yourself out there and you start working, and um, you you make money enough money to um, continue to work. Um, but, but really it's not a matter of cost. Uh, it's just hard. It's just really hard. When you were playing two to three times a week, did you have like residencies at places or was this like kind of different places, random places throughout the week? Uh, yeah. Um, we had, uh, you know, we, we'd be playing, uh, consistently at, at, uh, places in Bastrop and a lot okay. of the country honky tonks. That's where you um, live on Bastrop. Man, and, yeah. and those are the best places to play. And then we come Especially into Austin. Especially for this type of music, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, you know, I love Austin. Mm-hmm. Um, Austin, Texas is, is uh, well, it's a music capital of the world. Um, some of it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it's it's kind of um, it's kind of difficult to play in Austin. Yeah, uh, some of it's a little pretentious. Yeah, if you want to spend some time there, man, it's a lot of hard work. Right. Um, I know a lot of guys that spent a lot of time playing in Austin and they make a living playing music now, doing what they love to do and people love listening to it. It's a beautiful thing. It's just, it's difficult. What I like doing is playing these old honky tonks out in the middle of nowhere, out in the country. It's yeah. great, man. Uh, Cistern Country Store, Lebo Wagon Stop, out in the middle of nowhere. Right. It takes you two hours to get to, man. Yeah. And Have you played 290 Bar? Where's 290 Bar? Across the street. What's that the deal? would be a no it was like the last bar in Austin that you could smoke at for many for a while, and so people would come out here just so they could smoke in the club again. You know? Hell yeah! Where is it? It's the- not smoking again. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> but they got they had a like nice set of JBLs, nice PA, and they brought in these honky tonk bands. You guys would do well over there, probably. Well, dude, uh, if Nutty Brown's closing down, right? are they? Yes, they are. Oh, I was not aware of that. No. Oh, now it's out to the public. <laughs> I'm telling you, Cashin broke the news. Uh, yeah, I think HEB bought it. Oh, really? It's a yeah. rough world, man. It's a crazy huh. world we're living in. But uh, Clint Black's still playing over there in a couple weeks. So. I'm down. Well, I mean, with your type of music, I feel like there's places that you like to play the old honky tonks and all that. I feel like that is actually better. I feel like you're probably playing to your audience. You know, if you tried to play in Austin, you might get lost among the sea of everybody wanting to do something different Dude, you know it's it's hit or miss in austin right if, if you're consistent uh people are going to come out and listen to you uh there's a great bar uh out uh manchac uh giddy ups i've heard of that yeah, i love me too. that place man yeah. and nancy miss nancy that runs it she's a sweet lady she always takes good care of the musicians and um uh that's you know i love austin texas but have, when you, play, the, have you played a green hall no, never, never. How about Lukenbach? Never played in Lukenbach. Both man. of those places you should be playing. Yeah, you right. should be playing at Green well. for sure. I haven't been to Lukenbach, so I'm not aware of that. But Green is, is a really I'm nice down. venue. Let's do it. Yeah, you should check I it out. I know somebody that knows that used to book for Clay McClinton and 
she might be able to put me in the right, right direction. On. Man, Randy, if you're out there, Jimmy Watts needs a hookup. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got to meet Clay at uh, Walker's wedding. He's awesome. Yeah, dude, Brandy cool, and Clay, man. his wife's awesome, too. They're good people. Yeah, yeah. And Clay is Delbert McClinton's son, yeah? That is correct. That's okay. Delbert McClinton's son? You didn't know that? What? 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 <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't be talking about this stuff. We're going to hang out with this guy all yeah. night long, man. I uh, he's know. awesome. Yeah, he's good yeah. people. I uh, went to middle school with him. We it's all coming back. together. Yeah. <laughs> you knew that, didn't you? Really? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jimmy, how many, can you at least ballpark how many songs have you got written? Man, dude, uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I really don't know. Um, songs that I could play for you right now um, that are, I could play 10, 20 songs for you right now. Okay. Um, that are worked up and you feel comfortable with, is what I, you're saying. I guess, well, maybe not for your, feel feel comfortable with, but um, that I could Campfire play. Campfire Jam. But you know how it is, man. I mean, uh you just, uh, as a songwriter, you gotta uh, carry around a piece of paper and a pen with you all the time, and you write all the time. So yeah, um, uh, it's it. Sometimes life gets in the way, and I forget that this is what I'm supposed to be doing is writing music, and so I forget that that piece of paper and that pen. But most of the time, I got it, and most of the time, I'm writing. So as far as songs go, it's um. It's just a way of life. Right. Well, it's just, I mean, you're the first artist I think we've had come in here, at least for the show, who wasn't really sure of which songs you were going to play, not because you didn't have a plan, but because you just, well, I don't know, what's going to feel good today kind of thing. Jimmy shoots from the hip, and I like that. Yeah, he just right. goes, rolls with the punches and goes with it. Hey, let's see what I feel. Right now, exactly. man. There are a few different things about this episode, actually. A, that. B, uh, you're the first artist to sit down in front of the microphone for the dialogue with a guitar in your hands. That's right. And C, which we'll talk about later, Vance actually got in on this section, this session, and uh, helped you with percussion and, and that drums. That was fun. Thanks yeah, for letting us jam. Sounded really good. Well, man, I need all the help I can get, and uh, <laughs> uh, I just did those songs because I felt comfortable with them, and I'm nervous. Well, well, the one <laughs> thing that I was saying to you earlier is. Jimmy is a smoking awesome, like honky tonk guitar player. And one of the things that I, that I, I like hearing your stuff acoustically, you're awesome and you, you're good at supplementing the, you know, a little lead here and there. But when you got a rhythm section going behind you, you can really go and do some sick leads. And I think that that's the only thing that, that, you know, you're not able to shine as the guitar player that you are oh, man. when you're not having a, ba a band backing you up. Well, appreciate but, uh, that. You do a great yeah. job. We, you know, you still supplement a little cool thing here and there, you know, without letting the, the main part of the song drop. Because that's the thing about playing guitar. You know, if it's just you, you can't just start soloing, you know. I mean, you can. What but if you're if you're staying if you if you're playing a song, you need to have that going. You know, it's it. Uh... I've learned a lot just playing in a trio consistently now for the last year or two. Um, you know, when you want to drop down in a solo, I just, <clears throat> it's all about the way you listen to the music. Um, always felt like there's something lacking if you just go straight to a solo. So you got to, 
you know, you gotta um, have finesse some finesse your way into it. Yeah, yeah. How you go about it, how you go about it, and uh, unless you're hitting a kick drum or a cowbell or tambourine with your foot or something, there's got to be something. Dude, I was doing you that for a little while, stupid. dude. I had, had a cajon and and my drum pedal, and I was just. You can't be playing rhythm and then just go into a lead and not have something there. You know, it's just kind of you can, but it's kind of weird. Mm. You you uh, sometimes you gotta play the lead and strum the chords over Together. top of it. Well, not everybody can do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> not yeah. everybody, everybody has the brain capacity to be able to separate That's the right. two from their fingers to the Dude, guitar. I uh, I don't mean to be rude, but. It's, I don't think it's brain capacity. I think in my case, it's just a mild form of retardation. <laughs> <laughs> Autism, I think, is what Autism, you're looking you for. <laughs> Asperger's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, um, I'm just, uh, I've been doing it a long time. Um, how long have you been playing oh, and man. writing? That's what I was going to ask. How long have you been writing songs? I've been writing songs since I was a uh, um, little kid, little kid. Uh, I grew up listening to my dad. My dad is um, really interesting individual. Did a lot of things, and uh, he played guitar and he wrote songs. And so I, I grew up with that. There were guitars all over the place. It's not what he did for a living, but um, you know, it's just always a part of. Part he played of, a little bit. Yeah, man, it's always a part of our life. So he taught me my first chords, and then uh, he introduced me when I was seven years old. He introduced me to a friend of his. Um, Mr. Bob and uh, Mr. Bob gave me some guitar lessons mm -hmm. for I don't know uh, six months just basically taught me um, how to learn the neck of the guitar uh, finger exercises and scales you know mm -hmm. chords you know get you got to learn the chords when she you gotta you gotta play and he told me that uh, you have practice 30 minutes at least every day um, to get used to something. Now, he didn't say 30 minutes every day and you're done practicing. He right. said in order to to keep your fingers from killing you and hurting you, mm -hmm. you have to work on that particular that particular thing for 30 minutes every single day, and in two weeks, the pain will go away. Yeah. So this dude grew up practicing three hours a day. I mean, we all don't have that luxury. Right. But I grew up uh, uh, playing the guitar, um, and then of course, you know, in high school, you put, put it down for a little bit to go do some other things. But, um, yeah. what was interesting. Okay. So this is a cool story. Sure. Um, I got two older brothers. They started playing instruments and they quit. My mother wasn't going to have that with me. So, um, I, I had to make an agreement. I was going to take lessons. I was going to learn how to play guitar and I wasn't going to quit. Okay. I had to play 30 minutes every single day, and then I was I was relieved. I was okay. Mm -hmm. So she set up a timer for me. Uh, after about two weeks, I started slacking off. So at about 25 minutes, man, I'd quit. Mm -hmm. And um, I had to start over again. For a full, another full 30 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> uh, or I didn't get dinner, and I just had to go straight to my room. Well, that's a deal. This is at uh, what age? Uh, this is at seven. Uh, wow. it's, this is about eight, eight years old. Um, uh, you know, I had learned how to play the guitar. I learned chords or whatnot, and um, then I was taking lessons. I was going to get serious about it. So, yeah, I reckon about eight. Um, 
So <clears throat> it got to the point where me and my mother, we got in such a struggle. We, um, we would, uh, my, my indignant nature, my stubbornness would, um, get the best of me and my fingers would bleed and I'd still go to bed hungry because I would, I'd play for 26 minutes, 27 minutes, 29 minutes. <laughs> Trying to cheat the system. Yeah. The timer uh -huh. didn't go off. As she'd go up there, she'd start the timer. She'd say, we, we got an arrangement and you're screwing with me, go back up there and play your guitar. Dude, I wind up playing for hours at night and still going to bed hungry. And then a couple years later, two years later, I get home from school, and I got to uh, the point where I just go straight for the guitar and knock it out. Play my 30 minutes. A lot of the time, I'd wind up playing for an hour. Sometimes I'd play all night. Mm -hmm. Get home. I can't find a guitar anywhere, and I got to fall over guitars to get through the front door most of the time because there's guitars everywhere in the house. Mm -hmm. I can't find a single guitar. <laughs> okay. Mom, what, what's, what's going on? Has there been a horrible accident? <laughs> she said, go outside, go play with your friends, and then come in here, do the dishes, clean your room, eat some dinner, and then I'll tell you where your guitar is. Okay. So I, I couldn't put it down. So... She she also helped enforce the social life for me, <laughs> but uh, uh, the guitar got to the point where um, man, I'm just really grateful for uh, she just she just pushed me hard and yeah. um, she didn't she didn't never starve me she made my she knew because of my prideful heart and my stubbornness she knew that um, my shallow intelligence would get the best <laughs> of me and uh, she could you know. Oh, uh, she also enforced boundaries and rules and made sure. I mean, at, at the end of it, it was kind of your decision the night that you went to it, bed without eating, you know? Of course. Right. Of course, dude. Self-discipline. Uh, yeah. It, it was awesome, man. So, And now I can, it, now I can do that. It paid off. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> That's a great story. Yeah. And I find that very interesting because I work in music retail, and we have teachers and lessons at the store. And I ha I deal with, you know, music mom parents all the time. Mm -hmm. And some of them are really strict. And like we got this, oh, I better not, I better be careful what I say, but we do have, you know, some parents that are really pushing their kids. And they, these kids are like seven years old, like what you're talking about, how you were. And it's like, it's a saxophone. You don't even have the air capacity to be playing. <laughs> I know, dude. Cycle breathing and all that. You know? Uh, yeah. And, and this child would go and lock himself in the bathroom because he didn't want to do the dude, lessons. Dude, there, there are lines. There are lines, you know. And, um, uh, I, I read something today uh, about the, the tennis players. Um, Mrs. Williams, she won a competition when she was pregnant and um you know i know how she grew up her her dad uh pushed her to work at what she did her and her sister um i don't know man that i i, I can't, you, you can't look at that as abuse they're grateful for it for me i i was never shit my finger excuse my language my fingers bled uh occasionally but I was asking for that. My parents forced me for to it. take piano lessons at the age of four, and I hated it. Yeah, that's I what you're, hated su you're supposed it. to hate it. And they were, like, trying to bribe me and stuff, you know? I mean, they sort of did the same thing with swimming lessons. But 
the piano, I, I was like, it's boring. Yeah. You know, I couldn't <laughs> read. And they had me playing, you know, like complicated classical pieces. But I wasn't reading music. I was memorizing them. Yeah. And my yeah. little Argentinian, you know, teacher was like force feeding me this stuff into my brain. And so I would go up there and do these recitals. But then I discovered the drums and that that changed my life. And it's like. You got to find what the kids got to want to do it. Or if you yeah. push them to do it. And then I went to music school. I was happy I had those piano lessons. Let me tell you. I tell you what, So you man. know, you thank them later. You might be pissed yeah. off at the time, but then later you're like, thanks ma for pushing me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, you're exactly right, man. Especially about the, you know, I'm an ear guy. So a lot of the music that, uh, hopefully I had a partner so I could listen to their part. And it's like, then what, I kind of just... what kind of music did your mom like? Man, um, my mom actually grew up like uh, uh, Buck Owens and um, like Texas Swing dude, stuff. Dude, yeah, nice. man. Well, that 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 probably Artist rubbed tub. off on you a little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, my my dad, um, man, he if it was good music, he didn't care. You know where it came from, who was singing it. Uh, he might say, well, that guy's kind of a jerk, so I'm not going to buy his record, but that's a pretty good song. But, you know, I mean... Um, you were telling me the story about Queen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, Dad, that's why their name is Queen. No. <laughs> well, they're, they still kick some ass, son. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, the Beatles to um, Aaron Watson, uh, Don Williams... How did how did you develop your vocal style? Because your vocal style when you're singing is very different from what you're talking. You know, you sound almost like a like a soulful black man singing the blues or something. <laughs> like you reminded me a lot of Dan Tominsky whenever we were in there listening to some of the Tominsky. stuff. Uh-huh. Man, uh, you know, so I just reach in down in there and um <clears throat> my last name's Watts. Right. So my grandma and she she's not um on the uh, living on this planet anymore, God rest her soul. So um, she's not going to hear what I'm about to say, but she's the only white woman with the last name Watts in a thousand <laughs> square miles. And there are thousands of Watts. Yeah. <laughs> well, come on, Grandma. I mean, you know. Uh, my my granddad's name's Toby. Okay. And um, his real, his, that ain't his real name. Uh, his nickname is Toby. He got that at the age of three because out there on uh on uh man i can't remember the name of the road out there in the uh southern parish of baton rouge louisiana they had this uh, community donkey you know you know somebody needed some help they needed mm -hmm. they needed um <clears throat> they needed a donkey to do some work <laughs> they had this donkey his name was toby and he was a pain in the butt stubborn donkey <laughs> So they named my granddad Toby. Because <laughs> he was a stubborn, stubborn ass. Yeah. <laughs> so don't tell my grandma, but grandma, we the only white people with the last name Watts anywhere around for a thousand miles. What you think? <laughs> How come I can sing like that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, this is Vanished by Jimmy Watts here on In Session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack. Alone 
direction and afraid to say the word. I misused the life that I had. I become so lonesome inside.
It's a curious thing, for it sure. Is, yeah. It kind of, it's a little, you have a little nasal going on, and it sort of sounds like you got a cotton ball in there. In the side There's of the something, cheek. But it's working. Mm-hmm. But, it, but it, it works. Child. <laughs> I, uh, so I'm playing in a, um, uh, well, it's a black gospel band, man. Uh, soul gospel music. Old school. Cousin, the yeah, that's right. Um, Linda Green and the Soul Teens. We play with the Miss Beautiful, Miss Linda Green. Um, she's something else, man. She she can sing. She got some pipes like you ain't never heard. Uh, Where is this happening? We are actually we're at Viejo's. We'll say Saturday. Today's Saturday, so we're at Viejo's tomorrow. Ooh. Viejo's in uh, downtown Bastrop, Texas. What time? Noon to three. I mean, the people who are listening to this are going to miss it because this will air a week after <laughs> That's right. we but record it. But we're there every still. other Sunday. So. Are you? There we, okay. go. There there we go. go. Bam. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's a... Uh, Is it a gospel brunch thing? Yeah, it's, a, it's a gospel brunch, dude. We tear it up, dude. Whoa, I woke up this morning with my mind staying on Jesus. That kind of stuff. So, um, golly, you gotta have to edit out that cuss word earlier. That's fine. Our, uh, we can we can handle a couple of cuss words on the Shit. show. The last uh, last episode we have had quite a bit. I almost when you're playing, I almost want to hear you play Susie Q. Yeah, I almost want to play it too, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you mentioned. Linda Green and the Soul Teens. You were telling us about the name Soul Teens and how that came to be. Why don't you explain that to our listeners? Um, okay, okay. Uh, so I play in a um, soul gospel band. We're called Linda Green and the Soul Teens. And, uh, <clears throat> well, uh, we were sitting around trying to come up with some clever name for the band and the singers behind it and the harmonies, the beautiful harmonies we got, you know, we, we, we're our group, you know, we back Linda up. What's, what's our name? You got the Pips, you got the Nightingales, you got all them dudes. What's our name? Who are we? Well, we're just a bunch of poor crackers <laughs> singing with Linda Green. And who, who'd have thought four white guys could play the blues so well? Well, we we thought that. So, uh, my son, I got a I got a, a boy. He's fourteen years old at the time, and he's sitting there with us at, at rehearsal one night while we're trying to come up with a name. He said, "Crackers, you guys are just like some saltine crackers. Just call yourselves the Saltines instead." <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was so, pretty clever. We're the Saltines now, and it flows pretty nicely yeah, off, of the, and, off of the tongue. Golly, I, we tear it up. It's um. I'm a humble guy. I'm I'm a humble guy, but we tear it up. We're what kind really of good. so they have brunch? What kind of food does this place serve? Like it's man, like it's eggs just, and biscuits and what is it? Man, it is um it's good Mexican food, man. Oh, it's a Mexican brunch. Mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if you guys have heard. There's a, a a restaurant across the street in Bastrop, across the street from Viejos, called Maxine's. And it's kind of a famous joint. I've heard I of that place. Of that. Yeah. I actually, I think I've been there. I Man. have not been there, but I've heard of it. Is that a home cooking joint? Home cooking joint, dude. Pies? I was just about to say yes. pie. You said it before me. <laughs> that's, I've been there. I'm like a pie. Dude, that's what I live for. I'm I'm so skinny. I got one side, but I do like pie. I will eat a lot of it. 
<laughs> There's a place down in um Yes. Kyle, I believe. We were yes. just there the other day, dude. Texas Pie Company. Yep. Oh. yep. That place has some amazing pies as well. My neighbor Chris and Rebecca have a deal because uh-huh. he used to work in Kyle. Uh-huh. Neither of them go there without getting the other one a pie. Oh, yeah. Well, that's got to be the deal. That place is awesome. Strawberry peach and strawberry rhubarb. I like their pecan. Don't tell my ex-girlfriend or future girlfriend about that deal <laughs> that they got going on. The or pie I'll, thing? Yeah, I'll be in trouble. Because you bringing pie every even day. Even if I get a pie, I'll eat it on the way home, and I'll still be in trouble. You get those little mini pies. Yeah. Eat a mini pie on the way. Eat it like a pizza. Did you give me a pie? Oh, I, for, I forgot. I totally again. did, honey. It's like an empty tin. Here you go. You got it all in your face. <laughs> Is that cherry? <laughs> no. Oh, man. So it sounds like you had a pretty musical family growing up. Is that something that uh, your parents pushed or just you and your siblings just really were into at a time? How did that kind of come about? Man, um, I got a, I've got got a really interesting family. Um, my uh, my mom's always, she's stayed busy, but she's she's an artist, man. She's a sculptor. She's a painter. She's a oh, potter. Awesome. Um, she just got artist of the year in... Smithville, I think this year, and then wow. she's got Bastrop County Artist of the Year a couple times. That's um, awesome. Just real something, something else, man. My brother Dub, who who he and I started this band. Um, he's a painter and a sculptor as well. Uh, and Did he play guitar as well? He's a, just a singer. He played the Jews harp as well. But he just was singing in the band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were not really leading the band when he was in the he band. He was the leader, dude, and he was just the singer. So and what I happened? Just, I was singing harmony. Man, he met a girl, and I love her. She's my sister-in-law now. I love mm-hmm. her to death. But um, he's a cowboy, and, uh, you know, we, we've got, um, I say we, he's got cattle, he's got horses. So that's what he does, man. It takes a lot of his time up. and uh, um, He just doesn't have the time to do it. Well, it's, <clears throat> it, yeah, he doesn't have the time to do it. And then also, where his heart is, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. So um, he's sculpting and he's painting as well as mm-hmm. um, you know being a cowboy. Uh, you know we got longhorns and horses and donkeys and chickens and turkeys and. Um, was he writing songs too, or was he singing more songs? Yeah, he he uh, he and I both uh, write songs. I think all the ones I sang tonight. Um, uh, I sang a song tonight, Misdirection. Mm-hmm. Uh, you told me? us not to ask you about that, but we're going to. Well, anyway. yeah, you got to, you got to. Um, <laughs> so me and my buddy Dave Gould wrote that. Um, my buddy Dave, uh, uh, he plays with uh, the Chubby Knuckle Choir. Those guys are pretty cool. <laughs> That's you a ever, great name. You ever heard those guys? <laughs> no. They, um, they play Green Hall every once in a while. Uh, a great group, group of guys, man. Um, I, there's like 10 of them, so I can't name everybody's name. Sure. I, I wish I could. Uh, Dave and I sat around and wrote that song up one night. Matter of fact, Dave uh, helped me with um, Oxblood Floors as well. I, I think he wrote the hook for that. That's one of my favorite songs yeah, that man. I've heard from you. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard much, just what's been recorded out of here and then what you played f- today for us. But right. I, I really like that song a lot. I, I think I played the same songs. I don't even... I don't even remember half of the times I've been here. So, But just <laughs> with that... I've been here three times or four times. <laughs> Either way, I don't remember. So but I just think four, two out of four, or one out of three. Let's yeah. you know, go for yeah. that's better. Yeah. It might only be three, oh, but we're gonna Lord. say four. Well, um, uh, uh, Oxblood, Misdirection, Dave, Dave uh, Gould, 
and myself wrote those songs. And then um, the rest of them, I guess, I wrote. Yeah, pretty sure that's me. That's um, David Gould, a friend of yours that plays guitar as well, or singer-songwriter? Yeah, man, he plays guitar, he writes songs. Um, he plays stand-up bass for uh, the that Chubby Knuckles. That sounds familiar. Dude, um, they, they're all over the place, man. They're, they name they play familiar. Green Hall all, all the dang time. Um, but what is it billed as? Uh, Chubby Knuckle Choir. Okay, I haven't heard of that. <laughs> oh, <they're, laughs> I dude, still love that name. Google them, man. Yeah. Google them, okay. there's something else. Uh, is it Honky Tonk Country, or what is it? I dude, um, check it out. You'd have to ask them. No, it's, no labels. Yeah, it's it's definitely got no labels. It's it's real uh, eclectic honky tonk, man. And it's um, and I mean they got bongos, dude. And they'll do all kinds of crazy stuff. Huh. Uh, I wish I could name all the members of the band, but right. So who are your biggest influences? A uh, beer. <laughs> I was thinking in terms well, of. Uh, Bands or no, musicians. I like I like the beer answer. That's that's beer's <laughs> that's a, good a good influence. Answer. I'm pretty sure LSD or was a huge influence, influence for the Beatles. <laughs> yeah, both good and bad. I guess it's the yin and the yang, isn't it? Um, man, my my father, my father. First of all, uh, uh, I grew up watching him play the guitar and uh, singing. He's you know had a beautiful voice and he uh, used it as an instrument and he kind of taught me that. Uh, and then, shoot, man, that that's um, I'm influenced by uh, my surroundings every day and the music I listen to. As far as writing goes, man, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. I mean, you got guys that can convey uh, so many different things. And well, you said your mom was highly influenced by Texas Swing. Bob, you said Bob Wills. Yeah, man, Bob Wills. Bob Wills is uh. Uh, good, yeah, man. Some of the best best stuff out there. What about uh, like Willie Nelson, Johnny Willie Cash, Nelson for sure. Highwayman. That's all. That's all a given. That's all a given, man. There's um, there's some poets out there that can say things in a few words that we try to like come up our whole lives with to say in a freaking paragraph or a eulogy. Yeah. You know, and they say it in a, a sentence and you're like, what the, <laughs> uh, and it's a song for a songwriter, you know, I, you appreciate that. Uh, it's a, it's a, <clears throat> it's a beautiful thing to just be able to listen to that. Uh, and it, it, it being meaningful, um, is, is way more important in some cases. Uh, so then I, I look, man, Willie Nelson for sure, dude, that dude, uh, yeah, that guy made me, make made me cry. Uh, um, John Lennon, you make you cry, but then, mm -hmm. then there's, there's John Prine, there's Jerry Jeff Walker. Um, I hadn't heard much John Prine and we have a video at the store that I work and I saw like an old ACL video and he's all about telling stories. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I had never heard much of his stuff, and it's an interesting approach to writing songs. Stop punching the mic, man. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting approach, but he he really he does tell tell stories in an interesting way. Man, that's that's what I like about uh, Willie Nelson uh, said one time um, that very same thing. He said, "You got this kind of music. You got this kind of music. Country music tells a story." And then uh, shoot, it's in that movie Ray, where he's talking about. Country music tells a story, man. It makes people think uh, or reminisce. 
Well, there's remember. there's like a thing, and, and what really gets me, and I've talked about this on the show before, and I've talked with, about this with Vance before, is storytelling and a songwriting ability. It's it's one thing to just be able to tell a story, but it's another thing to be able to word it and write the music around it in a way that pulls the listener in and not only gets them to hear what's going on, but to be a part of what's going on. And I feel like you do a really good job of doing that from what I've understood and from what I've heard, which is why I really like the way you, you perform, the way you write. So, and being people, we're very judging, you know, just as people in general. And looking at you, from what I can tell, you don't look the part of a songwriter, not to the caliber that, that I think you are, especially. So what kind of stuff goes into your, your songwriting? How does your process work? What do you absorb from the world when you're, when you're writing things? Uh, man, that's a really great question. Um, I know it's a lot. Don't be intimidated. It's just, uh, it, I hear a lot in, in what you say and what you sing about. And I just, I'm kind of fascinated by how people are able to do that. Well, uh, I'm a man. Men don't like to talk about their feelings and stuff. So that's true. Music is a good way to um, express those things. So uh, I also happen to be an emotional individual. I'm I'm an artist inside, and um, you know, I just I, I might not like normalcy, or I I just maybe I I want to change things, or maybe. Uh, I I don't know what it is, but I'm compelled to um, <clears throat> uh, play this instrument and sing. Mm -hmm. So, well, do you spend a lot of time thinking about the lyrics you're writing down and how dude, they're conveying things, and maybe changing little minute two-letter words in there just because a small change like that could actually yeah. have a huge impact? Yeah, on what's for going sure, on? for sure, man. Uh -huh. um, you know, as far as fine-tuning things. Uh, you're going to spend a lot of time on that or just creating a, an idea or a theme. A lot mm -hmm. of the time for me, it's just what I feel. Uh, but it, none of it matters if, um, if it's not honest. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, for sure. If you, if you lack honesty, <clears throat> um, I've noticed just from playing for the last, you know, uh, 15 years, I've noticed that, uh, if, if I'm playing, my song, especially my song, if I'm playing somebody else's song, if if it's not honest, if the lyrics that I'm not um, um, singing uh, aren't from inside here, the audience doesn't respond. But every single time that they do come from my heart, mm -hmm. every single time, I can see it. Yeah. It's just that's how people People respond. know that. Yeah. <clears throat> and they sense that, they feel that, and that's when a piece of music or a song moves you is when it does come from the heart and you know that it's coming from that a magical place. Yeah, dude. And, and, and I mean, that's the beautiful thing about music. You go to a show and when you get those goosebumps, those chills and you're like, Oh my gosh, this is, there's something amazing happening yeah. here. Or if you're in a band, I mean, I've had it on stage where you're performing and you're like, I'm having a moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm having dude. a peak moment. Yeah, and it's like, important. Things are happening. Something there's a there's a chemistry. There's a magic happening. And certain bands just have that. How else can you explain a guy like Chris Christopherson or Bob Dylan? Uh, it, I like people that can sing. I mm -hmm. like uh, I can. I admire people's voices. So, you know, I appreciate that. Bob Dylan, Chris Christopherson, those dudes. 
They can't sing, but they bring chills to me. Neil Young? Yeah. Neil Young. It's a be- it's beautiful. <laughs> I like those guys' voices. They, I don't know. It doesn't bother me They're like showing me the heart. I like them, too. And I'm like, why do I like their voice? So many people are like, yeah, why? Neil Young's a horrible singer. Bob Dylan's a horrible singer. They Eric are. Clapton. They are. But I love it. It's it, awesome. It, it works for what they're doing. Dude, I think they're all awesome. Because they're being honest. <laughs> yeah. Because it's honest. And, it's and not many people on this planet we walk around on are honest at all. And that's the cool thing With I think themselves. about really well-written music is that the music, when written properly, can find an avenue to somebody that will make them be honest with themselves without even realizing, and that kind of ends up connecting an entire crowd. That's it's which, exactly which it. Is, it. All of a sudden, everybody with as many differences as we have, everybody is yep. all of a sudden the same person. That's to, exactly to music because, the universal dude, language. Because Bob Dylan just sang some lyrics that a hundred people just said, uh, "I feel the exact same way," and I've been trying to figure out how to say it for the last ten years. Right. You know, and yeah. it doesn't matter what color you are or anything. He just said exactly what you're feeling and what you're thinking, and you, now all of a sudden you're listening to everything else he's got to say, and it's that shit's that is important, right? Well, uh, artwork. You know, that's what. Uh, I guess that's why I'm crazy. Am I crazy because of artwork, or is artwork making me crazy? Is playing guitar make me crazy, or am I crazy because I play the guitar? Do you do visual artwork as well? Uh yeah yeah a little bit like paint or draw or yeah man photography um paint sculpture whatever hmm. so it, cool. it uh I come from a real conservative family but we're artists so yeah it's it's weird man it's like a, you know we we don't uh all of our friends um they just kind of look at us weird they we I mean love, that is well, unique we love yeah. each other I mean multiple things can be true at the same time you know uh-huh. you can have a certain outlook on things and still want to be expressive dude yeah. we we're just on the other side so we go you know um I live out on uh, a large piece of property and um we uh blow things up and shoot guns <laughs> most every single weekend Sounds I shoot like a great all time. the time we like to do that here too, but we don't shoot guns as much cuz we're really close to 290 mm-hmm. <laughs> also yeah, we have good well, we like to blow things up and have fires. Y'all got to come out and we'll, we'll have some fires. <laughs> You're like, we'll, we'll shoot some, some guns. Up. We'll light some dynamite. <laughs> well, he's joking, but that's actually, yeah. We, yeah, we could do that kind of thing because it's awesome. And you know what? You're, there will be a point at time if you're out there hanging out with us, you're going to look at each other and you're going to be like, this is legal? <laughs> Probably not, but we're doing it and I, nobody will know. I can't believe this is legal. <laughs> and then we'll just all look at you. Yeah. We're, we're outside the totally. city limits. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, there are um, several large explosions, um, usually every weekend. Um, and, you know, just fun to be had. And there's yeah. music and drinking and, you know, um, uh, get shenanigans. Yeah. We'll get food. Guitar. Mm-hmm. But then you guys all also take the time to kind of, um, I guess, get in touch with yourself for you know, dude, lack pray, of a better way of putting praise it. Praise God. Yeah. Yep. And You're not all on your cell art. phones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in the man. city, that's how it is. In the city, everybody is out, you know, at a social gathering, at a bar, whatever, and they're all on their cell phones. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, and I do. I catch myself doing the same thing, it but it's good to go get a piece of clay in your hand or. Uh, you know, uh, they've got these fidget cubes now. Have you heard of these? Yeah, it's like a little keychain. It's like a cube, and each side, like of the six sides, has like 
One's got buttons. The other one's got like a little roller. It's like just different things you can fidget we're, around dude, with your we're hand. Gonna get, <laughs> we're going to get one of those, and uh-huh. we're going to um, put it in some tannerite, and we're going to uh, blow it up. It's going to explode. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. Dude, tailgate's like where, where I like to hang out. My okay. It's tailgate on my truck I'm in, uh, in the driveway, dude. Sit mm. there with a notepad and a guitar. Yeah, especially out in the country. I um, Growing up, I grew up down in the Kyle Buda area, and whenever I was younger, there wasn't really a whole lot out there. I mean, it was my dad's place, and there was about two or three acres between houses at the time. Mm-hmm. It's blown up a little bit since then, but yeah. there is definitely something to be said for the fact that you can go outside and see the stars at night, yeah, or you man. can go out somewhere and it's quiet. You just hear like the wind rustling through the tall grass kind of deal, and it is, it's extraordinarily peaceful. Well, it, what's funny is, um, you know, I, I remember uh, I had a girlfriend lived in, lives here in the city, and uh, there's sirens and there's hustle and bustle and it's noisy and you know I want to go back out to the country where it's peaceful. Well, like I'm I'm on my cell phone out in the driveway trying to find a signal so I can talk to her in the big city, and I can't hear her over the crickets and the frogs and I'm like young. So right. if you if you some nights, man, you're. We're as close to each other as we are right now, and you're still having to yell. Because you know, the coyotes are just too loud. They killed a rabbit, yeah. and my goodness. When I first moved out here, peace? I would just, like, record it. <laughs> I started recording it, you know. I was like, man, I, I used to live in the student ghetto, man, and I had the, the hospital on one side and the fire department on the other, mm-hmm. and then the ghetto bird circling. Yeah. And, like, homeless that, people living in my backyard. Is that code for helicopter? Yeah, the ghetto bird. Uh, and, I wasn't aware of that. And, and so you got Careflight, whoop, whoop. the ghetto bird. Mm-hmm. The fire trucks, the ambulances. It was just, it, I felt like I was living in New York. And then I moved out here and I was like, it's too quiet. I can't sleep. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, you yeah. wake up and there's like birds chirping and stuff. And that's how it is probably where you are. You know, it's oh, like, man. It's, it's peaceful. I, I love it. And, and peaceful, yeah, kind of. I mean, um, we've got uh, livestock. So we deal with uh, what we do with pigs and coyote. Uh, wild pigs? Yeah, like yeah. Like wild boars? You guys like, yeah, they tear, dude. They tear. They're tearing things up, man, and they killing the everything. deer. They're getting out of hand. I think boars are one of the few animals you can hunt without having a license. Yeah, because they just populate so fast and so aggressively. Yeah, that that's right. Um, yeah. As long as you got um, a, a property where you can shoot, yeah, uh, definitely. They they're they're gonna procreate and they're gonna live and they're gonna do their thing, but. Um, they get out of hand and they really tear things up, man. And um, they you, can, you can get in the helicopter and get an AK-47 or <laughs> AR-15 to go and like hunt them from a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. Full metal jacket. <laughs> That's awesome. <Get> <laughs> got a buddy that just get got some. back. That just got sounds back crazy. Some. But man. Uh, yeah, man, they'll they'll um, they get in real big. <clears throat> they'll they'll get in a mass number, man, and they will uh, they'll take a they'll, they'll take a, a fence out. And you know they'll yeah. get your chickens, they'll get your they'll get whatever they want uh, if you let them. So they it's get, just they get huge too. Boars. We got like seventy five on a picture the other day. We count, you could count seventy five pigs. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. we blast the hell out of those. They make they taste really good. The the not the big ones. They don't taste. It's a little gamey. Right? Yeah, the big ones are good. But the the, <laughs> the little ones are really good. Um, and then the coyotes, man, you predators are after your chicken. So we. Uh, as far as peaceful goes, sometimes it's not so peaceful. Uh, there's a lot of work to be done out there in the country. Thank God I love it. it keeps us busy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raising hell, drinking beer. That sounds stuff. like a great life, though. I mean, yeah, it 
Sounds, I mean, hard work for sure. It sounds like there's a decent amount going on, but simple in comparison to yeah, the man. Going on. And I don't, dude, I don't have the brunt of it. That's my my brother yeah. that's got the brunt of it. I'm an yeah. AC guy during the day, so I fix air conditioners, and I my hands are like. I know. I shook your hand. It was like they all like shaking steel. hands with like, but you know, I don't know a leather mm-hmm. seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Baseball mitt, yeah. baseball glove. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, playing the guitar helps, I guess. Getting those calluses worked yeah, up. Yeah, dude. Uh, just hard work and stock, and uh, proud of it. I reckon. Yeah. yeah. As yeah. you should be. We're in session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack with Jimmy Watts. This is misdirection. Misdirection. If you love me, let me go. If you want me, just say no. Don't ever tell me that you need me. Hack right up and leave. I'll play the part and I go. There was this little girl from Austin. She was a cutie and a Texan. She came to me with a sad, sad. Golly, you know, um, as products of our culture, uh, it's hard not to want to use profanity in an interview like this, especially if we're drinking beer. And yeah. my mother's going to listen to this, so I can't cuss. Thank you. It's such a nice change, because to be honest, um, the very—I mean, right off the bat—that's how that was the—that's human nature. It's mm-hmm. like they're like, "Well, mm-hmm. can I say, Bleh? you know, can I mm-hmm. say this word?" And I'm, and it's like, "Well, you can say whatever you want. It's a podcast, but 
Is it necessary? Man, George Washington yeah. said um, uh, a lack of cussing exercises discipline. Exactly. Right. But but a dad gummit, sometimes I just want to say, you know. Well, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a difference in using it. Potluck dinner. <laughs> Shut the front door. Yeah. No. Using it for emphasis versus just sounding uneducated. Yeah. Yeah. Know. Like when um, in that movie regarding Henry where Harrison Ford got shot in the head in the, in the convenience store. And he used the F word. I was appalled because I never heard Harrison Ford speak that kind of foul language before. But he just got shot. <laughs> so, I mean, in that case, it was appropriate. I would have said the same thing. Right. You got you know shot. What, I mean? what are you going to do? He was reaching out. He was um, he was uh, 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 breaking the distance, you know, the aesthetic distance between the viewer and the character. And he was really bringing it together. And he was opening it up. And he used the F word. And, you know, he, he, he made a point. Well, the funny thing about and Harrison Ford cussing like that, and I'll... I'll bleep this so it's to, to appease you all but i don't know if you saw the video where david blaine goes to harrison ford's house to like perform a magic trick yes no he was cussing like a sailor well, like at the end of the video get the out of my house yeah harrison ford looks at david blaine and goes get the out of my house <laughs> okay <laughs> no i'm serious get yeah. out he's like <laughs> yeah so we were talking uh, a little bit over the break jimmy you and i about um Talking about shooting guns and word therapy, blowing things up, and how things fires. are, yeah, mm-hmm. and how things are, you know, doing that's a little therapeutic because you have to, you have to focus and concentrate. And there's discipline that goes into it, you know, along with, you know, you're not just squeezing a trigger and firing off rounds flippantly. It's just, you know, there's certain stuff that goes into it. I wanted to tie that back into you and your guitar playing because for me. I haven't been playing my whole life like you have, but for me, playing the guitar is very therapeutic for me. Is it the same way with you playing the git the git fiddle? Even though I know you've been playing as long as you have, is it still kind of have that same effect with you? Man, uh, most definitely. I don't know if um, playing the guitar makes me crazy or I'm crazy because I play the guitar. I don't know. <laughs> right. Uh, or maybe you're crazy and guitar playing makes you sing. Maybe I don't know. And I didn't, let's go there. Now I didn't think about that. Uh, I do sing like a lunatic. Um, man, it is therapeutic, dude. I mean, I mean, uh, how how often do you find yourself at home, like just watching TV or sitting on the couch or something? And you just grab your guitar and pull it up almost unconsciously, just and start strumming the strings all the time, dude. Yeah. And I know um, a lot of a lot of people like me. Uh, uh, they just got them lying around. I got to have them lying around so I can just grab them up. Sometimes, right. Man, I am guilty of being lazy. So there's sometimes I do um, things that uh, I shouldn't be doing. You know what I'm saying? Sitting down, mm-hmm. watching TV. I should be playing my guitar more often. Yeah. Um, it is therapy. Uh, I think that it can be negative for sure if I'm not um, – uh, paying attention because I can get lost and just play my guitar because that's pretty much all I want to do, man. Most every night before I, before I, um, last thing I do before I retire is I go mm-hmm. sit outside and I smoke a cigarette and I sit on my tailgate and I play my guitar. And um, uh, if it wouldn't, uh, you know, I don't know, man. I know a lot of people, um, they don't sit back and reflect on their day or they don't, 
um, sit back and take pride in what they did or um, reflect on a, a loved one, a relative, um, and try and get s- something out or release something about that. For me, I most every single night, man, I'm on my tailgate with this guitar um, trying to write a song just to express that, what I got inside me, because I think that, man, it, I think I should for some crazy-ass reason. I think that... I should be doing that. Yeah, and I think that reflection is is good for us as human beings. There are a lot of people who don't do that, and I feel like when they don't, you know, um, it kind of leads, it can lead people into a a mindset of just kind of moving, you know what I mean, without really taking time to appreciate what's going on or to... to, And then you're dead. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's almost like a meditation of sorts or, you know... Some people need to sit and watch TV. That's how they unwind. It's not my thing too much. I mean, I it, I feel like I need to be doing something. I'd rather be... Drinking mix, beer. Well, like re- listening to music, mixing music, recording music, working on something for music. Yeah. It's always been music, whatever it is. Yeah, your grandkids are going to be listening to it at one. You know, they'll, they'll be... Yeah. That's my great granddad right there, you know? And, and, and I mean, TV is a fine way of escapism. But I just, I don't know. And, and I tried to not judge others because so many people, that is their way of escaping. And when they come home from work, they want to just do nothing but watch TV. Yeah. It's not my thing, but I, I try to appreciate some of that. Um, but it's like for you, I doubt you don't seem like a TV person. Uh, you seem like you would come home and you would play guitar or listen to music before yeah, man. Watching television. Yeah, yeah. Uh, usually when I get a TV, it's just because um, somebody gave it to me to blow up because I thought it would be cool. <laughs> uh, you could probably create a YouTube channel with all the stuff you blow dude, up and get millions of subscribers. We a guy. Have you seen money. that guy that does that? Man, Demolition there's, yeah, Ranch. There's some oh, good stuff yeah. out there. Uh-huh. We awesome. still There's a 50-gallon drum still in uh, one of the oak trees out there in the property. I don't know how we're going to get it out. but that <laughs> Was it full of gasoline? That was last week. No, we... Um, we put an explosive um, in a uh, kind of a, a, a well. We put it in a cylinder, a steel cylinder, and then we put a fifty-gallon drum over top of it, and we to blow the fifty-gallon drum up in the air. And it, I mean, it worked. It went in the air, and it's stuck. Now it's stuck in a tree. And we're like, oh, oh my god! It's like thirty foot up in a Did tree. You film this. Um, put it on YouTube. Yeah, I want to see. We this. did. We did film it. My actually, uh, my cousin, my second cousin, filmed it. I, he's. Uh, he's 10. He just turned 10 years old. <laughs> so he's got it on his phone. Um, yeah, we have a lot of fun, man. There's tons of kids, um, and we're real disciplined about that kind right. of thing. You have a family, right? I mean, you have where you have. Yeah, I got have- um, I got two beautiful children, um, Marley and William. Um, they're boy uh, and a girl. Yep, yeah, yeah. They're they're spectacular. Marley is the girl. I was about to ask. Uh, yeah, uh, she's thirteen. Uh, Will oh, wow, is fourteen. They're older. They're yeah. older. Teenagers now, man. No, they're only about a year apart, huh? Uh, yep, yep. Okay. Um, Seventeen months. Oh, okay. Going to be driving soon. How do you feel about that? Um, it's well, you know what, uh, Vance. Um, I really <laughs> wish you hadn't brought that up. <laughs> Did uh, I mention I have guns, dude? <laughs> it's uh, it's it's scary because when I look at myself, I'm like. I'm not much older than 19, 20. I'm I just I'm just growing up myself. I'm not even a man. Well, you're like yeah. I remember what I was, what I did when I was that yeah. age. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's scary. It's scary. Um, fortunately, um, you know, I tried to uh, tell my children to learn from your mistakes 
as well as learn from your dad's mistakes. <laughs> Check this out. Right. So they're, they actually... They're watch like, what I'm about to do and then don't do this. Yeah. Like, Hold my beer yeah. and watch this. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, they're, gonna, they, um, they're great role models for me. Uh, I really look up to them. They That's take awesome. good care of me. Yeah, they're great kids, man. I hope, um, man, I hope I learn uh, a, a little bit, you know, from being a dad. You know, I hope it makes me a better person. Shit, I hope that uh, they learn as much from me as I learn from them because it's... Um, I don't know if you can actively be something and not learn from it. I don't know if nah, that's for sure, man. It's yeah. You got to grow with it, man. Right. And, and that's... Uh, but it's it's a beautiful thing. So no matter how how much I do get disheartened by what I don't have or what I would like to be able to provide for them or whatever, um, it just comes back to uh, man learning a new ideal, learning another beautiful thing, and why right what I have is important and what I don't have it really isn't important. So yeah, well, I mean, growing up myself, my uh, family never really had a whole lot. But one thing that me and my siblings did always see and notice was the effort that was put in by our parents, Most regardless definitely. of what we had, that yeah. really didn't matter to us. We might throw a temper tantrum at some time if we didn't have what our friends had, Yeah, but that, that lasted. It was, it Can was, you believe that we did crap like that? Yeah. <laughs> right. We, we noticed more of the effort that our parents put in, and we, and we did see that. So, Well, I think that it's important to say, though, it doesn't matter whether you had something or you didn't have something, but really parenting is not, is not a perfect science. And it's easy to armchair parent and say what people should be doing or shouldn't be doing with their kids or judge them, you know, but every kid is different and every kid's going to be raised differently and every parent's going to raise kids differently. And every parent does not know everything. No. Like parents don't know they anything. Think they're they think they do. Usually. They're, they're flying by the seat of their pants most of the time, but it always ends up working out. They think know, they the do, part. and they think they know what's best for that child, it's a even though it might yeah. not be the best thing for that child, yeah. if that makes sense, at least from my experience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. At the time, I didn't think what my parents were doing was the best thing for me, but yeah, I'm grateful for it. So. Yeah. And, that's a beautiful thing. Like you were saying, everybody has the lessons. Parents learn from the kids. The kids learn from the parents. Yeah, and all. dude. There's some kid out there whose parents don't give a shit about him, and they're like, no. I, 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 uh, I'm just grateful for what uh, what I got. And damn, man, thank God I can provide my kids the same. Yeah, me, and, and, for sure. Uh, I, I'm not going to force them. Like, my, my parents basically forced me to learn how to play the guitar. And then after I learned how to play it, I was like, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. I'm going to keep doing it. Um, and that was before girls started looking at me. Uh, <laughs> and that uh, didn't help. I mean, that helps after that. Yeah, like, well, that's part of the perks. But I'm, I don't, I'm not forcing my kids to do the same thing. You know, I do, definitely encourage them. And so, um, do they know, play I'm, an instrument? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm a weekend warrior. So I get them first, third and fifth, you know, weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, you know, we communicate, text and talk all the time. And I get up there and see them. It's, it's not like, uh. Uh, I don't get to spend time with them. Unfortunately, I, I'm not I'm not there every single day um, to force anybody to do anything, force my son to learn how to play a guitar right. or piano, and force my daughter to do this. But they're in band. Um, my daughter's in band. Um, she plays a harmonium, and well, she can play a few different instruments because she's she she is a badass, um, <laughs> and she can read music really well. 
Um, and then my boy Will's playing guitar, but harmonium. Harmonium. It's a well, it's a baritone, um, but it's uh, it's got valves. It's got four valves on it. I yeah. thought. I mean, I sell instruments. I thought I knew something, but mm. is it a wind instrument? It, it's like, into well, it. I know what a baritone is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like sort I of don't. like a small tuba oh, okay. baritone. It's the way the bell is. Gotcha. One's yeah. up like this and one's curved. Anyway, a harmonium means it's, it has val- more valves or something. I guess it's the exact same thing. I have except never heard of that. Except it's got four valves as, as opposed to three. Euphonium? Huh. Uh, harmonium. 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 I know harmonium. what a euphonium is. Don't know what a harmonium, harmonium is. Harmonium, yeah. I'm pretty sure I have to double check. I asked my 13-year-old daughter, Marley, Marley Hazel, what the deal is. But, yeah, harmonium. So she started off playing the um, trombone, and then she went to a valve trombone, and then she went to a baritone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, harmonium. Hmm. So it's cool. And, matter of fact, we jammed together for the first time. So I was like, just play some bass stuff on, you know, do, 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 do. And she started doing it. And we started jamming, man. I got a mm. huge grin on my face. It was awesome. Nice. That's and, awesome. Yeah. And my son, I, I can't, like, I can't force him to play music. I can't force him to practice every day or whatever. So they're picking it up on their own and hope to be a good influence. And just m- most importantly is you do it. Um, the benefits of doing it are <clears throat> uh, so you can impact the world around you make it a better place right whether it's it's people around you or yourself but you do it for a release and you do it because it's good for your brain everybody needs to know how to play an instrument everybody does man yeah. everybody does i don't care what you do for a living or what is you should know how to play an instrument it's just healthy I agree. Uh, yeah it teaches good. discipline yeah it teaches harmony i'm not joseph stalin or like hitler in <laughs> it. i'm not a very music nazi but um just as long as you got uh, the ability to express yourself in some form or fashion, because I find it beneficial, and I hope my, my kids can too. So absolutely, and I've seen studies where uh, the act of being creative and, and and creativity in itself is conducive to a happier lifestyle. For sure, whether man. it be through music or through art or through whatever else, yeah, it's, dude. it is a release. We've actually people. had uh, students at my the music store where I work. We do you know drum lessons. And we've had kids come in that were failing math, and they would enroll in drum lessons. Amen, dude. Learn how to count and start yeah. dealing with, like, counting and time and numbers. And the next thing you know, they're making an, a B in math. And they still go to school. Yeah. An A or B in math. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're playing yeah, the drums. Man. You're not going to make an A. Dude, well, <laughs> I'm, there, there were just humor. a couple that reasons. Vance making a slight to himself. That's pretty good. You know any uh, musicians? I know uh, ones that hang out with them. They're called drummers. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there's there's reasons why I went to school, and music is definitely one of them. You um, know when you know when the stage levels. You know when the stage is level. Well, when the well. drools come out of both sides of the drummer's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> well, that's good. Hey, do you know how to tune a um? Uh, do you know how to tune an accordion? You throw it in a dumpster and it hits a banjo. I thought it was a trombone. That's uh, right. That's right. <laughs> or it hits a drum set. It doesn't set. matter. <laughs> it can be changed for whatever <laughs> instrument they play. Oh, Lord. <laughs> okay, so I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit about this song. Um, I spoke earlier about the fact that it's one of my favorite songs that I've heard you <laughs> perform, uh, Oxblood Floors. Um, so... 
What exactly is that song about? I mean, there's a lot of good imagery about it, and I know oxblood, like, you know, older floors used to be stained with oxblood, yeah? And you ref you reference your grandma in the song. Um, is that just... Well, uh, it's actually um, uh, Big Dave, who uh, well, I was saying he plays with the uh, Chubby Knuckle Choir. He's a bass player. Um, okay. I'm saying his great-grandmother had floors that were sealed in oxblood. Okay. And... Um, so he come up with that hook, and uh, we we just sat around one night and 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 wrote a little around it, and then I don't know. I remember he rode he rode me for a long time. It took me a while to finish the song, and I, you know, mm -hmm. finishing it out and calling him up, saying, "Man, I got it done. I got it done. Let's do this." And and that's it. That's it. It took me a while, but um, uh, yeah, what a great what a great little line, man. He he's got. Yeah. Uh, uh, a fond memory of the old school way, how it used to be. Right. Um, no, nobody around knows any anything like that, any kind of living like that. You gotta yeah. uh, sacrifice an animal, and it <clears throat> you gonna eat every part of it, and even its blood, you know, kind of creates a foundation for your home, man. And that's hard work and hard labor, and you don't get anywhere in life, um, you know, without without hard work. Hey, y'all, this is Jimmy Watts, and we're in session at Jackrabbit Sound Shack. This next one here is called Oxblood Floors. Well, my grandma's bones ache. Down the road, every step she'd take. And I'd hear pray on bended knee. She'd say, Lord, when you come back, please don't forget about me.
grandma's bones ache. She had a hard walk of life down the road. Welcome back. Um, Jimmy, thanks for being here. And I just wanted to ask you a couple of questions about this last song. Um, Because somebody actually called me the other day and it said Matagorda was the area code or whatever. And I was like, I I knew that you were coming in here. I'm like, there's no way that these living (laughs) out there. I mean, isn't that like out in Corpus Christi or somewhere? Yeah, man, it's out there, uh, you know, down south. The third coast. So what what inspired yeah. you to write this song? Is this a love song? Oh, man. Yeah, I reckon so. I reckon so. Uh, yeah, it's a love song, man. You know, you turn a corner. Sometimes you you you, you got a vision of what you're going to see before you, you turn the corner. You know what I mean? And this song has gotten awards. It's been popular. It's sort of one of your popular hit songs that you become known for. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, man. I, um, uh, uh. It sounded to me almost like uh, not fleeting love, but like temporary love, you know, almost like a fling kind of thing that you have for a summertime whenever I heard the song. Now, I've only heard it today when you came in to perform it. <laughs> Jimmy's so, giving me a look like, yeah, it, sure. It that was, makes sense. It was fleeting, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, uh, it was, uh, um, she is the mother of my two children. We were married eight years. Okay. That's who I wrote it for, for this chick. Should I not say that? No. No, no, say it. No, it's kind of like you're giving away my secret. Whatever. <laughs> for this chick I was married to, because <laughs> okay. I thought, yeah. Whatever yeah. you're comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, well, um, there's alternate words to that song. Uh, this is going to be heard by tens of people, so you're good. She comes in late from whoring in. <laughs> I can't, never mind. Anyway. Uh, I might edit that out. She works for the DOD right now, so I probably uh, not. Is that the original lyrics? No, those are the alternate lyrics. Uh. (laughs) I can't, I can't sing anymore on account of, uh, you know, my mother and the uh, U.S. (laughs) government. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. Well, do you have any? uh, So, do you have any shows coming up anytime soon? Uh, okay, um, got a podcast today, which yes. I'm doing right now, so Correct. I guess I'm going to check that one off the list when I get home. <laughs> and then, um, dude, I, I've got a really cool show that uh, we do in Bastrop. It's uh, Bike Night um, in Bastrop, Texas, at this place called Gracie's. Okay. Downtown Bastrop, Texas at Gracie's. Uh, once a month, we do a bike night, and so the streets are littered with... Um, Bicycles. Uh, yeah, motorcycles. Or motorcycles. Motorcycles. motorcycles and motorcycle <laughs> trash, uh, which we we all love. I love, and I am. And uh, man, we just party on down. I got the Watts brothers out there playing some honky tonk and you know rock and, and roll. And what country. night is that coming up? Uh, Thursday, April twenty seventh. April twenty seventh. Yep. Okay. Yep. And you say it's once a month. Once a month. Yeah. And does it fall on the same? I guess day like the third thursday or whatever it is we try you try. try okay yeah yeah do you have a website no no longer actually um nobody goes to the website anymore so we just kind of stopped doing it Are you doing f- it on facebook facebook page um we're uh reverb nation i don't spend a lot of time on i should probably do something about that uh yeah but go to the go to the uh facebook page watts brothers band um, so if somebody wants to book you, messaging you is probably the best way to do it? That's probably the best way, yeah. 
Sorry, I was so hard to get in touch with. I, you and I usually message. I know, dude. And, and and then I didn't. I was like sending you voicemails and like calling the wrong phone number. And then you was like, it some little girl or something? I, like, I don't know. What it was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Nobody answered. Nobody called me back. And you say you play with the Soul Teens? How often? Um, every other Sunday. We got a show this Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, but we're at Viejos. Viejos and Bastrop. Bastrop, Texas, Main Street. We're there uh, from noon to three every other Sunday. So uh, if you want to hear some awesome, awesome gospel music, man, we, I mean, we're doing three, four-part harmonies uh, with Miss Linda Green. She's Al Green's cousin. She's mm, awesome. That's super cool. Yeah, yeah. dude. And it's something else, man. So uh, yeah, Linda Green and the Soul Teens, because it's, uh, it's four crackers, and then Miss <laughs> Miss Green. Um, do I do that? Uh, you know, and then um, I got a. A uh, uh, b- bunch of uh, good folks I play with at church, and we play some hillbilly gospel, and okay. uh, we all love that, and we love praising Jesus. And then we got, uh, let's see, I'm going to be, um, hopefully Jesus will be there with me. I'm in Padre 11, 12, and 13, and uh, probably still going to get in trouble because Jesus is not going to, like, <laughs> say, no, don't do that. So he's not there start. like God, maybe like by the throat. He's... Are you playing solo or are you with the whole band? Uh, got there? the whole band, man. Got and that's May band. 11, 12, and 13? Uh, yep, yep. 11, I 12, think it would be perfect music for Party and Padre style. It is perfect you know, music. It's yeah. total party yeah. music. Yeah. You know? And you know what, man? Uh, uh, there's good people down there. We played this place called Laguna Bob right on the okay. bay. It's right in between these two huge clubs. And so... <clears throat> We've got an uh, interesting group of individuals that fluctuate in, and uh, we always wind up having a great time. That might be, might be fun to go Well, to. I'm, I'm going to take us back to Matagorda Bay. Mm-hmm. I hate to change mm-hmm. the subject, but I, I do want to get to that Matagorda Bay song. So you, this this sort of like love song hit you wrote, when, when did you write this song? It's been a while ago, right? Man, um, yeah, it's been actually it's been a long time. I was thinking about that the other day. Uh, I can't remember when I wrote that song. 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. And it's about a sort of like spring break love affair or a weekend love affair that you went to to Matagorda Bay with your now ex-wife. Well, yeah, yeah. Sort of. Uh, now, I don't want to give it all away. You, you know, listen to the song, right? Y- yeah, you're you're uh, you're out there. Um, uh, you know, you're out there with the wind blowing and the sand and the ocean and uh, some, with someone you love. You know that you're gonna share a lot more memories with and uh, you know that's just one of the things that um, stayed in my mind and for some reason it just it, it comes out on the guitar uh, you were talking earlier about how it comes from your heart that's why I think everybody loves that song yeah man well shoot dude uh, that's that's where the honesty comes in and f- and the songs end up writing you instead of you they writing do, the songs man. they yeah. do so um and it, it it is it is uh, um, uh, meaningful and it is uh, it is poetic, but um, really, man, none of this it's it's <clears throat> I, I I'm having a hard time uh, trying to explain myself. That's it just fine. comes from somewhere else. Yeah, you know, something com- compels me to uh, write those words down and sing them and play them. Um, I don't know it's, if it's because it makes me feel better, it makes me feel comfortable, or or whatever. Um, it's how you express yourself. 
that that's it, dude. And um, you know, it's it's really not me doing it. It's just uh, something greater. I think uh, allows me to do that because then I, I do have those um, I do have those memories. Uh, or I write a song, uh, I write a piece of poetry, or I paint a picture. Uh, I'm I'm able to preserve those memories in in some form or fashion. Yeah, it's like a snapshot in time. Yeah, dude, just kind of in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Art does that too. I mean, art, visual art, music. Yep. It's uh, and and so many bands they'll go in and they'll record and then they won't put that out. Oh, it's not perfect. And I'm like, no, man, that's a moment in time, a snapshot, and you're uh, where you were at that time. Put that out. Yeah. Yeah. Stop being a perfectionist and worrying about it, especially, uh, I mean, people in the audio engineering industry, they'll sit there and beat a dead horse. And it's like, no, man, this band was here at this time. This is what they wanted. This is what they were playing. Put that on the tape and put it out. And then later put another one out. Well, there's, there's art. In, in that, in and of itself, there's art in that, being able to capture those moments. Because all that stuff's leading. Some of the best artwork in the world has been destroyed right off the, you know, right off the bat, right after it got done. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, being able to, right place, right time. Shoot, that's, that's part of songwriting, too, being able to have that pen or being able to remember or have a guitar in your hand or an instrument. Right place, right time. And that's, yeah. you know... That's where we. That's where we come in. You know. That's where we're yeah. here to like try and, and get that spot and grab it so other people can listen to it and share it as well and go, holy crap, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think everything we feel is kind of fleeting, and to be able to grab that and capture it and put it down on paper and into music is a pretty yeah, awesome, dude. Yeah. So I hope somebody listens to that song. <laughs> they they can think about, you know, uh, uh, being on a beach or or the wind hitting them. And and their their significant other holding them, or them coming around a corner, and knowing damn well that that car needs to be in the driveway, you know, and it is in the driveway, or it ain't in the driveway, or whatever. It's gonna evoke <laughs> some kind of emotion out of them, in which case, you know, they you know, hopefully like what they hear. I don't know. That's the point of it, right? Well, even if they hate it, at least I got a reaction. Maybe yeah. that's better too. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's good stuff, and uh, I appreciate you being here. Good music, and uh, if you want to lead us into this last tune. Yeah, I'll actually, uh, since that's going to be the last one we finish the show off with, I'll introduce that. But, Jimmy, I want to thank you as well. I uh, Vance has mentioned on the show before he's not a huge metal fan, but he's appreciated some of the metal that he's heard that I might have introduced him to. I'm not a huge country fan. but I, I like metal music. <laughs> <laughs> But I am a fan of good storytelling country. I'm not a fan of today's modern pop country. Right. Um, I, I do like something, as you said, that is, that is honest and something that tells a real story that people can relate to. Because when it's done that way, especially in the, in the country vein, it is, uh, it, it, for me, it evokes more emotion than most songwriting typically, but it has to be done well. And you do that. So I want to thank you for coming in. Um, I'm really happy to have met you and got to spend this time with you. Um, we are going to finish this episode up, episode number 11, with Jimmy Watts here on In Session of Jackrabbit Soundcheck with Matagorda Bay. We want to thank you guys for listening in. Vance, where can people find us in case they found us by accident? www.insessionjrss.com. Be sure to check out our last episode, episode 10. 
which uh, basically featured us picking various songs from our last nine episodes. It's a good way to recap. It's called the Rewind episode. And if you want to get a, a brief summary of what we're doing, that's a good one to check out. And we hope to have your band back in here, Jimmy Watts. Um, and we've enjoyed having you solo, but we want to hear you rock with the whole band some one of these days. I've enjoyed you playing us out right now, actually. That's been kind of cool. Yes. Rock and roll, man. Anyhow, um, thanks again, Jimmy. We really appreciate it. Guys, this is Matagorda Bay here on In Session at Jackrabbit Soundcheck. We will see you next time. She's alright, she could end the world tomorrow.
bussin' one more good night. 